0: hello and welcome back to another episode of green thumbprint um we are joined by a special guest today new to the podcast this is keith and i am joined by stephanie stern hi stephanie hi keith Um, thanks so much for joining us to talk about an area of enthusiasm and interest for you and for me as well.
1: Great yeah I'm happy to be
0: here. Cool Um, so I guess one one way that we we know each other is that we both um, were involved with an urban sustainability project uh, in school and I focused on um, food waste composting and one of your focal points was energy efficiency, is that right?
1: Yeah, that's right.
0: Um, So I guess for the kind of layperson, like what elements did that entail, like what exactly were you looking at in, in your focus?
1: So in that project, um, what we were really aiming to do is figure out something useful for cities, for sustainability managers or energy managers, uh, people that work at the local level and are trying to do something you know, for the environment and in particular for energy efficiency. Um, so for that project, we were really looking at different models from different cities. What were cities doing in the U.S. Uh, that was really working, where they were accomplishing you know, their mission in actually achieving real energy savings. So getting people to either retrofit their homes or conserve energy, um, getting businesses to do those same things, um, whether it was sort of by technology or by conservation. Um, And I think now working for a local government agency, I realize how difficult that mission was. Um, It's really hard to come up with a useful model that can be replicated by other cities. Mm -hmm. So it was quite a challenging, challenging project
0: cool and so yeah you created a great segue yourself Um, you're now working with a government agency and so what is sort of how has your focus been more tailored or um, specific with them
1: yeah so now my focus um, I work with stop waste it's a local government agency in Alameda County California so my focus is much smaller. Um, Before I was really looking for models across the country that other cities might want to replicate, and now I'm mostly concerned with what can we do for Alameda County and what kind of programs can we run at that countywide level or should we recommend to our cities for them to implement. So definitely geographically my focus has narrowed a bit.
0: And then within that geography, um, when you talk about energy efficiency, are you looking at like all sectors? Are you looking at single family homes and multifamily homes? Are you looking at small businesses? Are you looking at like huge, um, institutions or, you know, like a, a manufacturing business or a warehouse or an industry that, you know, clearly has a lot of inputs and energy and, uh, consumption of a lot of resources. Um, is the focus, that broad with that many different sort of um, tranches, or are you um, really just kind of focused on, say, households? Um,
1: at Stop Waste, our focus is across all sectors, uh, but not equally so. We've worked more heavily in some sectors than others. Um, so, Stop Waste, for example, leads a multifamily program that's more regional. It serves actually the nine Bay Area counties, and that has been extremely successful. Uh, personally my work has really focused more on single family and convincing residents to do something to save energy
0: awesome well um i think you should practice on on me um as a a test case what what are I, i guess i'm not technically a single family i live in a multi-family situation in an apartment but um like what are some of the top things that um, if you were kind of going into a, a place that had not done really energy, any energy efficiency measures, um, what are the key things that are are sort of like low hanging fruit you might say that have a lot of potential to reduce energy?
1: Yeah. Uh, good question. And I'll give you actually two answers. Um, okay. in our single family program, um, we do focus a bit more on homeowners, uh, um, And in particular, on homeowners that own a sort of single family detached unit where they have, they both pay their own bills and have full control over their home. Mm -hmm. And they may be more interested to make a good investment in their home. It's something they've already spent a lot of money to buy. um, And that they, you know, either plan to live in for a while, or even if they plan to sell it, energy efficiency upgrades are a great way to add to that home's value. Um, So for any homeowner, I would say the first step is really just to get an energy audit. You know, first, take a look hmm. at your bills, see if they're high. Um, PG&E does a great job of comparing you to your neighbor um, so you can see if you're doing well or not. Um, but in either case, um, work with a contractor to get an audit and at least figure out what you could be doing. Of- often, the options are quite simple, like adding attic insulation um, or wall insulation or replacing an old furnace, and it ends up giving you a home that is much more comfortable uh, much less drafty and can, the heat stays in on cold days or it doesn't get as hot on the, the hot days. Um, so we find that homeowners that do undergo a home upgrade are much happier in their home afterwards. And So that's my recommendation for a homeowner.
0: And just to interrupt a second, because you, you mentioned a home energy audit, um, that's something that, uh, you know, can happen all across, at least the United States, I know. Um, we were both in Massachusetts, and I was able to get a home energy audit conducted where I was living. Um, so this is often something that is actually offered for free for uh, people who are paying their energy bills. Correct? You can. Oftentimes... Yeah, that's a
1: that's a great point, and it 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 often is. It's that's the case in most of California, I believe, but um, in other states, yeah, the energy utility is willing to pay for it because they are interested in getting people to save energy so that they don't have to find new ways new sources of energy and build new power plants um so yeah definitely i would recommend checking with your local utility and to see what kind of programs are out there and you may be able to get a free audit
0: cool um sorry for interrupting your your second point was um following the Dental, uh, right, so if homeowner. you are,
1: for anyone who is not a homeowner, if you are just renting um, and you know you probably do pay your own utility bills, um, but you don't really have an incentive to invest in a house that you don't own, um, obviously you can talk to your landlord and try and talk them into it, uh, but there also are a lot of things that you can do that are totally under your control. Um, in California at least about half of our energy use at home is actually from things that are plugged in. so things that are totally within your control as a occupant, whether or not you own the home and you know have, have a say in the structure of the house. So um, you know that could be simple things like if you have a second refrigerator or freezer getting rid of those, those are often big energy wasters. Um, but it could also be simple things like replacing light bulbs. Um, it's kind of cliche, but those incandescent light bulbs do use a lot of energy um, compared to a CFL or even a newer LED bulb. You can often really reduce the amount of energy being used. Um and then simple things like turning things off. Um, a lot of electric devices actually don't go off even when you turn them off. Um, they have, it's called a standby or vampire load. It's sort of sucking energy right. even when the off button is is pressed. So you know, for a home office or a TV entertainment system, um, putting those all of those plugs on a smart smart power strip is always a great idea. Where you know you put your TV into the main controller plug, and you know other devices: a stereo, cable box, game console into peripherals and then when the T V is off it will the power strip will know to really shut power off to the rest of the devices and then they really won't be drawing energy all the time.
0: Awesome. Um yeah so you kind of touched on that like difficult um, I guess it's called like the split incentive where mm-hmm. if you're you're a renter, um, you're desiring to pay less energy and you know, it would be great if you could get more uh, efficient windows or if you could overhaul the um, insulation but those types of things are controlled by the homeowner and the landlord who oftentimes um, is not paying those utility bills and so they have less of an incentive to make the home that much um, more efficient or, or comfortable even. Um, right. You know I have spoken with you not only just about um, various green things and uh, sustainability issues related to what we studied, but um, we both also um, enjoy, you know, writing and um, engaging online. Um, I don't know if you want to give any other kind of plug or personal shout out to yourself if you have like a Twitter Um, for folks to follow you or anything else like that Um.
1: sure absolutely yeah twitter is a good one Um, I'm Stephanie underscore Stern or Steph underscore Stern Um, (laughs) that is my twitter handle and I tweet about uh, things that are related to the environment but also about consumption and just living a good and happy life
0: sounds familiar Um, yeah Awesome. Well, thanks so much for your time. And, no
1: uh, problem.
0: Thanks. This was fun. Cool. And again, everyone can um, check out our blog at uh, green thumbprint or our green And um, we'll look forward to recording more episodes um, with more special guests, uh, hopefully as special as Stephanie. Thanks so much.
1: Thanks, Keith.